Welcome, ladies, to the Women's Health Happy Hour podcast. My name is Dr. Dawn Andalone. I am a women's health physical therapist, author, educator, and co-owner of Level 4 PT and Wellness. And this podcast is informative but lighthearted, and we discuss all things women's health in order for you to lead an active and vibrant lifestyle. So cheers, and let's get started. Welcome back to the Women's Health Happy Hour podcast. I have a very special guest today, and this is going to be a fun one because we are doing this in-house in our wellness center here in Encinitas, and we love talking to women about this topic. I mean, a lot of times it's brought up in conversation when women think, oh, you know, that's just part of life. I have to live with this. And really, it's not. So we have Dr. Lindsay Fader here. She is our amazing women's health physical therapist here at Level 4. And she's been with us, I think, about eight months now. And we are going to introduce her to the podcast first and dive in and talk about a topic that if you are a woman that says, where is the nearest bathroom close to me when you go somewhere new? You wish you had an app on your phone that showed you where all the bathrooms were because you're thinking about it. Or you go work out and you have to think twice if you're wearing dark colored yoga pants because you don't want to be embarrassed that you're leaking when you cough, sneeze, run, or jump. Then you need to listen to this full episode. So before we get started, let's just say a cheers to Dr. Lindsay. Cheers. Cheers. What are you drinking tonight? I am drinking a rosé. What are you drinking? I have a pinot, which is my favorite. And it just so happens. It's a Friday night. This is how we end our week. And we have fun together just recording and talking about all the things that we love to teach women about. Definitely. So tell me about your little story and history and people don't know you. So how did you come to be a physical therapist? Yes. So um, always have loved the body in general, um, but uh, I became pregnant uh, following PT school and after pregnancy felt as though I just really didn't feel like I had the support that I wanted in terms of being able to return and get kind of that body back after baby and uh, feel strong about it. And I knew with uh, my background in physical therapy that there could be different niches. So I got myself um, certified as a pelvic floor physical therapist. And in going that route, I was able to kind of follow my passion, which uh, began with helping new moms and has now um, advanced to helping all women, um, hormonal changes, childbirth, surgeries, um, being able to help them with all the things that we know we need as we age. Yeah. And a lot of times too, getting into this, it's like all the things that we hear that women wish they would have known. And that also prompted us to do this podcast too. But just expanding our scope, because once you get into your 50s, 60s, 70s, and you're having all these issues, just knowing that there is a resource of someone to help you to avoid going down that path where you might not need surgery, or you might not need that medication. So that's why we wanted to chat about this today. So on this note, we're talking about bladder issues, if you haven't guessed already. And that coincidentally, I actually have to go to the bathroom right now because <laughs> I had a glass of water. 
I had some wine and, um, you know, I had a big smoothie a little bit earlier too. <laughs> yes. So if this sounds like you, keep listening. We hear these common things all the time. So women that just, maybe they want to go with their kids to the trampoline park, but that sounds really horrifying because you want to participate and have fun with them. Or somebody has a trampoline in their backyard. They're like, hey, mom, try it out. Exactly. <laughs> but then you're going to, you know, you're going to pee when you do it. Or when you wear a pad for just in case, because you're going to go out for a run, or you're just feeling like you're anxious about it. And really, women, it doesn't need to be that way. Um, it's, it's so common, but it's not normal. And I think that's what a lot of women need to know, that a lot of times um, you just think it's a part of aging, or you think it's part of after childbirth, that no matter what, you're going to have to deal with it. And you don't, there is a fix for it. Exactly. So what we're pretty much saying, ladies, is that your bladder is beginning or has been running your life. So when we talk about that, we talk about frequency. You feel like you need to go all the time or that you are going all the time. And as Dr. Dawn indicated, you just plan like you're, you feel like you're planning your day around finding the closest bathroom. Or we talk about urgency, which is that feeling that you have to go and not being able to quiet it down. Yeah, we love when we hear these um, things from women and, and hear them ask these questions or state these things, they might come in and see us for another issue. But then we're like, <laughs> the light bulb goes off. Hey, why don't you fill out this little bladder diary? And we start explaining like what it means and why and how it is all connected to so, so many times when you're having the frequency or urgency, those symptoms, um, they're all related to muscles that are in your lower part of your, your hips and your pelvis. So we call them the pelvic floor muscles, and they actually support your pelvic organs, and they're responsible for uh, sexual function, bowel and bladder. Um, they really are the, the muscles that not every physical therapist treats. Exactly. And there's components of your bladder health that you should employ, meaning things that are healthy bladder habits. And we want to make sure that if you're not doing these things or these things are not coming easily to you, you know you need help from specialists like ourselves. Yeah. So when we talk about the things that are healthy, so if you're not doing this or it sounds kind of strange to you, then you know you, you might have a problem and you might want to get that checked out. So the first one is when you go to the bathroom, do you actually sit all the way down on the toilet? Now, understandably, when I go to the beach and if there's a porta potty nearby, you're not necessarily going to do that. But if that becomes a habit all the time where you're not fully sitting down, then you're not relaxing those muscles that help tell your brain that your bladder can empty all the way. And so you're actually guarding from it and not emptying your bladder all the way because you're not relaxing all the way on the toilet. Exactly. And then how frequently are you going to the bathroom, ladies? Are you peeing every three to four hours? This is a goal or what you should be doing. Some of us, we may feel like, gosh, we just peed and we feel like we have to go again and it's only been 30 minutes. So that's kind of when we talk about the bladder being in control as opposed to uh, you. So the goal of being able to Go to the bathroom and then be able to hold it for three to four hours before going again is the norm. 
Yeah, and that's not the norm during pregnancy. Right. <laughs> not that. <laughs> but if you're still doing that after you've had a baby, <laughs> then it's not normal. It's like your muscles and your brain need, be, need to be reset, retrained. Exactly. <laughs> um, also, when you're going to the bathroom, and this is a little test next time you go, so you can try this and think of us, that you're counting eight Mississippi, so one Mississippi, two Mississippi, eight full seconds. Um, of going. And so if you're not going, um, if you're going a lot longer than that, like say it's 16 seconds, or you're only going four seconds, then it tells you something's a little off. Because if you're only going a little bit, then your muscles either aren't able to relax all the way, or you're going too often, and something needs to be reset there. If, if you're holding it all day, like we hear this from nurses that we see or teachers, someone that is in a, in a type of setting where they can't necessarily take a lot of breaks and they're training their muscles, they're training their bladder to um, just wait a really long time. And so they may sit down and it could take 16 to 20 to 30 seconds to fully empty their bladder and therefore can cause issues too. And then we talk about when we go to the bathroom. So the goal, as we indicated, is to go every three to four hours during the day and then not to go in the middle of the night. Now, we know as, uh, you know, the ending phases of pregnancy, we tend to be up at all different times going to the bathroom with the baby pressure on those organs and those muscles down there. But after baby, uh, we should be getting back to not going in the middle of the night. So ladies, if you're getting up multiple times in the middle of the night, that's not normal. And we're here to help you normalize and go more during the day. Do you tell your clients that, uh, like, say you look at, because we take a bladder diary. So we, we ask our clients to write down their habits for like 24 hours. And it's really eye-opening. Eye now, I wondered if you ask your clients, if you're trying to work on bladder training, do you tell them first to eliminate like the, the nighttime one? Or how do, you, how do you actually explain that to them? So a lot of it is specific on how they're going during the day. So if they're having a lot of difficulty and they're feeling that urge and they feel like they have to go every half an hour during the day, and then that's also carrying through um, to nighttime, trying to first start during the waking hours and trying to help them to slowly train their bladder when they're awake and then therefore letting it filter into the middle of the night. That can be really disruptive. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, when you're sitting on the toilet, because I just talked about sitting on the toilet, so I'm going to talk about it again. Um, think about kind of tilting your hips forward. And I'm visually doing this right now as I'm sitting here, but you're you're rolling, say you're sitting back on your sits bones and you kind of roll your hips forward. So you're sitting over um, the front part of your hips or leaning your body forward and shifting forward. That may also help you be able to empty your bladder all the way. Um, that's just more looking at the anatomy and the way that it can, your muscles can fully relax and being able to fully empty your bladder. Because we've heard some, from some women, they sometimes have to like wait a second. And it doesn't fully empty, and then they have to shift their body in order to fully empty, which can be another um, part of bladder issues too that we see. But that can that can also help you if you just change your pelvis position, change your hip position. Definitely. And then we talk about kind of the other end as well. 
We want to avoid constipation. So constipation is when you're having trouble having a bowel movement or going poop. So it's very important that you are getting the proper hydration, that you're getting the proper fiber in your diet so that you limit the straining and otherwise known as kind of the pressure that you put through those pelvic muscles uh, when you're going poop. So the idea is that you do not want to have extra pressures um, through those pelvic muscles. And so going poop should be easy um, and it should just um, help you to be able to empty as opposed to you feeling like you're pushing and then therefore affecting those pelvic organ and, and muscles as well. Yeah, which may be part of a nutrition, um, changing some things in your diet, being able to add some things that'll help with that. Also, how much water you're drinking. There's a lot of things that can impact having chronic constipation, or it's sometimes medications too will cause that. So it's really helpful for us to find out the whole picture, like what you're eating and drinking and what your habits are so we can tweak some of these. Um, and then the last one is um, peeing before and after you have sex. So limiting, that can also limit your chance for bladder infections, urinary tract infections, um, but that's also a really good habit. So. Those are the healthy ones. So if you are constipated, you're not peeing before or after sex, you're um, having to shift your, your pelvis a lot or shift your hips when you go to the bathroom to actually empty your bladder. Um, you're going in the middle of the night all the time. Um, you're going way shorter or way longer than eight seconds. Um, you're Peeing every three to four hours um, is normal. So if you're doing more than that or less than that, then it's not normal. And also if you're not fully sitting all the way down on the toilet, those are like all red flags of things that we see in women that do have bladder issues and things that we can tweak to be able to get them better. I mean, how would your life be different if you didn't have to think about going to the bathroom all the time? You could probably get a lot more done. Definitely. It would be nice. <laughs> yeah. So we just want to chat a little bit about what actually happens if you have a bladder issue. You're not sure if, um, like maybe you've seen your doctor before. They put you on a medication or they told you, um, you know, one day maybe you need surgery because you have a prolapse or some other problem with your bladder. Um, what would happen if somebody came to see us? Because we're pelvic floor physical therapists, and a lot of people don't even know that exists. But um, Dr. Lynn's is going to talk a little bit about what we actually teach women first and like what's entailed in seeing us for an exam. Definitely. So we have alluded a little bit to that uh, bladder diary. Um, but what that is, is it's the ability for you to be able to track um, how much you're eating and drinking, how often you're going to the bathroom, for how long are you peeing, um, are you feeling like you have to wear a pad, are you leaking when you're doing certain uh, movements, exercises. Um, and then we take that information and we help educate you on being able to tweak your daily habits um, in addition to our assessment uh, where we look at um, your surrounding muscles around your hips, around your back, your abdominals, your awareness of how to support yourself. Um, and then we also assess your pelvic floor. So being able to know how those muscles 
um, in your pelvis are supporting your organs and how they're presenting. Yeah, and seeing us is not as invasive as going to um, see a gynecologist for a regular exam. I just want to make that clear. I think a lot of women are scared, like, what do you actually do? But we are trained to do an internal assessment. That's the only way you can truly get a baseline for what's going on with the muscles and also to how to teach somebody to be able to to um, be able to fix this. So if you're going to a PT and you're getting sort of pelvic floor physical therapy, but you've never gotten an internal assessment, just know you're not getting the best treatment because you have to be able to know, like if you were being seen for your shoulder, you'd want somebody going up around your shoulder, touching your shoulder, moving it, testing the strength, testing the range of motion. And it's no different than the muscles down there. So it really is a specialty within physical therapy. And also for women that want to, maybe after you have a baby, you want to go back to running, you want to go back to activities that are more strenuous, but this bladder issue is taking control and you're kind of fearful. You just kind of exercise and do the things that you can do, but you're, you're not fully pushing yourself because of the bladder problem. Well, one of the tests that we can do too is we actually put can put you through a jump rope test. So we'll we'll have you jump rope for 30 seconds or for a minute and, and see you when you start to get that urge or when it starts to happen. Um, we actually had a client, we currently have a client, mm-hmm. who has to go through a pretty strenuous um, physical test as part of her job. So being able to sprint for a certain amount of time And after having three kids, she is really having a a difficulty being able to do that. And it's part of her job. So it's not something that she has to live with, but she's getting help for it. And just being able to take her through those physical um, situations where we're testing it every time we reassess and be able to to continue working on the little muscles that go around there, but then pushing her through a physical test to see where she's at and being able to um, not have her go back to it until we've fully tested her and putting through that as well. So it's important to know that we're really bridging that gap between going back to whatever um, activity that you want to be able to do. And you're not just, you know, in a treatment room on a table (laughs) working on some Kegel exercises. Cause I wanted to talk about Kegels. There is a, um, a, I guess, so much hype about Kegels. And Dr. Lindsay, what do you tell your clients about Kegels? I feel like everyone is told if you have any issue down there in our lady parts that we are supposed to just do our Kegels. Our (laughs) grandmothers were told that, our mothers were told that, and we are told that. And I'm here to tell you ladies that it is often not the case. And so it's so important that your pelvic muscles down there are assessed And that you know what's going on down there and we help you learn because oftentimes, especially if you're having some bladder issues, it is not that those muscles aren't strong. You ladies are often plenty strong. It's more that we need to teach you how to relax those tissues so that you can properly use them to support your organs, namely your bladder in this case. Yeah, there's there's so much on... I always go back to what comes up on my Facebook feed, (laughs) like the sponsored ads. So 
because I'm a female and I'm in my early 40s, I may get those ads about a pelvic exerciser or something that's going to help me strengthen and stop me from peeing my pants. Well, just know they're doing really good marketing, but not everybody needs those devices to be able to work on strengthening exercises or some device that helps you do Kegels. We've had women bring them in here and be like, show me how to use this. Am I using it right? Well, actually, you're having pain when you have sex. So your muscles don't need to be strengthened anymore. You actually need to do the opposite. Yes. So there's there's just a lot of false information out there. And that's what we want women to know. But not you you go and Google it or you go on YouTube and you're going to find exercises to strengthen your pelvic floor. And you may not need that. Right. You need to know if you do. We even, we've had a lady just this week that brought in her exerciser, if you want to call it that. And she was so distraught because it was reading as though she wasn't performing it correctly. So she was feeling like her muscles down there were super weak. She couldn't control them. And after a full assessment, she actually had beautiful control, beautiful strength. Um, and it just wasn't working properly. So knowing that a proper assessment is definitely needed as opposed to just trying to find a gadget to help you. Yeah, and I think that's um, important too, because when we talked about all this stuff with healthy, what are healthy bladder habits, but just knowing a lot of women come to us and they are actually a tense and um, more in this position where, where they have too much tension in their pelvic floor muscles. So they're not getting, their bladder is not... Um, they're getting the urgency and frequency because of that. It's not because they're weak. So many times we're working on breathing exercises, down training, and being able to get the muscles to work in the opposite direction and relax. Um, when you think about any tight muscle in your body, it's not going to be strong and tight at the same time. So um, that's really an important thing too. When women have done a lot of um, ice skating, horseback riding, dancing. There's a part of their history where they may have to hold those muscles so tight and have really, um, it's all geared toward the posture and the position that you're in. I know this was myself as a dancer and gymnast, and I was always contracting and, you know, tucking my butt under, pulling in my abs and tightening everything. Well, over time, those muscles just get used to it and it actually creates bladder problems too. So that's something a lot of women don't know. They always think their muscles are weak and that's why they need to do Kegels or their doctor told them to do Kegels. And when we talk about even just contracting those muscles down there between um, your pelvis, knowing how to perform a proper Kegel, I think is really important too. We're told to perform them, but um, Dr. Don, I'm sure you can um, agree with me in the sense that if we saw five women each woman would perform a Kegel differently based on the different muscles that they think they're supposed to be using in order to perform it. Clench their butt. Yeah, everything, (laughs) all the way up through the jaw. (laughs) Yep, we've seen it all. Yes. But we have helped so many women with this, and it's just like an amazing, it's life-changing because it really is running, is your bladder running your life? That's really the the theme of this episode. So we just want to share all the, the things that we do behind closed doors to help women and also all the things that we hear and how it really can be fixed and you can have a better life if you get this fixed. 
So if this sounds like you and you want some help, um, just reach out to us, please. We'd love to answer any questions or you can go over to our website and you can download a, a tips guide that we have all about the, the top things that can help you with bladder problems and stop you from feeling, feeling embarrassed, feeling frustrated. So Lindsay, love talking to you during happy hour about Cheers. bladder issues. Yes. <laughs> That's our life as physical therapists, right? Yes, and we love it. <laughs> Helping you women is a joy. Well, thanks for listening. And we hope you tune in to another episode of the Women's Health Happy Hour. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the Women's Health Happy Hour podcast. If you are interested in learning more about how to live a life free of embarrassment, of leaking with sneezing or exercise or coughing, then discover how to finally stop the embarrassment with our free guide download. You're going to go to level4pt.com backslash stress dash incontinence. And you can download it there straight to your email and you can learn the tips of what you can do right now to help solve this problem. Thank you. And we'll see you soon. The information given on this podcast is not intended to apply to every individual's potential in injury. It is impossible to give hundred percent complete accurate diagnosis and prognosis without a thorough physical examination. The information provided is not meant as a substitute for your own professional advice from a healthcare provider or other medical professional. Under no circumstances will Level 4 Physical Therapy and Performance Incorporated or any of our other professionals be liable for any damage caused by reliance on the information that we make available on this podcast.